0: Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable Western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps, T-shirts, and hoodies. And for our listeners, use your special discount code, Modern Cowboy, at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. And remember, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey, everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand, and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern calendar. Every Friday
1: afternoon, a hitch of the trailer.
0: Saddle up old rock and
1: ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and bend. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick Although we're all the same The minute we ride in to the rope and pen.
0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. I'm I'm really excited to have my guest on today, uh, Lee Patterson. Uh, he is well. He's he's an icon in in the in the Western culture and Western world. And, uh, and uh, I I'm, right now I actually don't know if he's still actively working for American Hat Company or not. He'll have to tell me. I haven't talked to him in a while. But I met Lee uh, through a phone call back in it was 2015, I believe. Um, and this was one of before i started the podcast and i had this sell little deal going the dally king some of you know about and i'd reached out to american hat company uh because i wanted to i have i have this fascination with cowboy hats and i i love shaping cowboy hats and i got this idea well maybe i could sell some cowboy hats online long story short uh you know lee had called me back and we talked and, and of course american hat company is a wholesaler they just sell to retailers people that have retail stores and I was kind of kicking around idea of maybe even opening a retail store. And I, I think Lee gave me some really good advice. <laughs> he said, well, I don't know. He goes, I was in that industry for a long time. And we'll have him tell us about it. Uh, uh, and, uh, he said, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard business, you know, and you, you gotta really, you gotta really love it to do it, I guess. Well, it's interesting because then he told me about a good dear friend of his that owned the Western store up here that, uh, you know many of you guys know about Wickenburg that uh, uh was going to be selling his store ultimately NRS bought it and I actually ended up as you know uh, managing that store for about 10 months and so that's where I met Lee and his wife in person and uh anyway I'm telling you all this just to kind of preface it but uh he, he Lee's a great guy and I, I didn't know what the rest of the skills he got too and we'll talk about it he's also a uh, a leather craftsman saddle maker um, and he's done some amazing stuff in that field, but without any further ado, Lee, welcome to the modern cowboy podcast.
2: Uh, thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, Hey, remember when we talked, I don't, I don't think I ever talked to you about it again. You said that you, uh, d- did you have a Western store for, um, well, I had monster?
2: several, yeah, I had several of them and, um, I started in, I think I opened my first store in 1974 and, um, later sold the store. And I, and, and at that time I made more money selling the store than I ever did, uh, operating it. it was one of those deals where there was a thing called a blue sky that you could get in a sale of a business. And I certainly got the blue sky and enjoyed the money. And then later on, I, I had a, a couple saddle shops with uh retail stores, ropes and uh, roping supplies and other saddles. And then, um, in 1989, I reopened a, a major Western store in Kalispell, Montana, with with a partner, and and I was there for uh, three years. So, uh, you know, I, I guess I had a total of probably 26, 27 years in the Western retail industry.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, and I, I remember, you know, pretty vividly when I when I asked you about, you know, I was thinking about it, or whatever, and it, it was, you know, your your response was kind of like just kind of like, I mean, it was good advice. You know, you just, if you were up front you said, Hey, it's, it's not like an easy thing to do. And, uh, and, right. and, and after, you know, cause I, I never really worked in retail at all. And, uh, but you know, after my time at, at NRS, it's, that's a, that's a big, a, a big deal, a big operation. And it takes a lot of moving parts. And, um, at this point in my life, I, I don't, I don't know that I want to own something like that.
2: <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah. I understand uh, being on this side of the fence in the retail industry as a sales rep, it's, it's, I like it a lot better because I walk through that door and I get to walk out and I don't, I don't have all the worries that go with uh, the everyday uh, operation of running a retail Western store.
0: Right. You know, Uh, and
2: and, and you you said earlier, yeah. And I still, I'm a sales rep for American hat and very proud of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. American hat so popular right now that the orders are, are hard to enter. And, and with the COVID and, the supply chain and uh, everything the uh, employee problem it's a difficult situation where they're selling more hats than they can produce but you know which is a good thing for any manufacturer but uh and they'll catch up you know it'll it'll be a a point here real soon where we're back to normal and can write an order and you can have delivery in a week
0: yeah absolutely what's funny you know with my my passion for hats and and you know all my life since i was a little kid i'd never owned an American hat before. I know my dad had one years ago and, and I mean, years ago, because I just remember seeing the name in, inside the hat. But when I got my first, cause I got my first American straws from you and, uh, and this was when I was thinking about, you know, selling hats online and whatever, whatever I was trying to figure out. But once I got that American straw and, and then I, you know, I couldn't sell them because I didn't have a store. I like looked well, maybe I could sell some other hats, but it's like, I could never bring myself to do it because you, you just, you just don't get a better quality hat in in my right, opinion, exactly. you, know? you know? And so it's yeah. like, I have to wear American straws no matter what.
2: <laughs> exactly. There is no better hat. You know, we're yeah. so lucky the way they, pr- they produce that hat and make that hat. And, um, it, it's a great product.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. And how long have you been with, with American hat?
2: Co- um, I, 10 or 11 years. I'm, I, I should figure it out. But uh i think i'm going on 11 years now yeah yeah
0: and and do you cover you cover a certain territory for them
2: or? i do you know all sales reps have a territory my my territory uh happens to be idaho utah and arizona okay are, are the three three states that i travel and cover and call on retail stores
0: yeah now i had the opportunity to to meet your wife uh when you guys were down and you guys just look like a uh a power couple to me. Um, and, and, and your wife, she also works in the Western
2: industry, right. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Tra- yeah Tra- Tracy works for Roper Stetson Apparel and she happens to be in uh, Dallas right now at the, at the Wiesa market, uh, that starts today, oh, uh, no down care. there with with customers. And it, you know, it's a, it's a great place when and all retail stores should go to markets like this to find new products and, um, order their products for the, for the seasons yeah but it's it's a great opportunity for a retail store now
0: yeah and where and where is that at is that in dallas or-
2: it's in dallas you know for many years for i think uh almost 80 years it the wesa market was held in Denver, colorado right last year was the first year that the, they merged with the dallas market and now wesa market um the western english apparel market is in dallas Is permanent home is in dallas at the marketplace and it's a fabulous place to go because Everything you need is there in a, a huge building complex and uh, very friendly, easy to uh, maneuver. And it, uh, I have to be honest, it's a it's a much better location for a market than Denver was.
0: Right, right, yeah. Um, something else I I just got to comment on because as I'm sitting here talking to you, uh, when when I met you in person, because uh, I didn't even see a picture of you, be, you know, be, before we met in person, and you reminded me. I think I told you this. You reminded me of. Of my doctor, um, that we had our family doctor for years, uh, Dr. Riley. And you're a pretty tall guy, uh, too, I think. Well, everybody's tall. Well, six
2: one. I mean, that's yeah, not yeah. great. Six six one.
0: Yeah, but still, but you're you're a tall guy, and Dr. Riley was tall, but you your voice sounds like him, and you know, and and you just you have the same kind of look. And so when I saw you, there was this certain level of like respect I had for you just off of seeing you because you reminded me of him so much. And sitting here talking to you, it's just it's kind of uncanny that you know, it's almost like I'm talking with him but anyway I just had to bring that up because it, I just thought it was very interesting but um so so you live in Montana now is that where you're at
2: I, you know I live in uh Whitefish Montana I'm born and raised here and I've been here my whole life I I've been going to Wickenburg Arizona for 23 24 years and um in fact I'm I'm building a house in Wickenburg right now oh you so are I, I am so I you know I plan on uh spending a little more time Five to six months in Wickenburg and the rest of the time in Whitefish, Montana.
0: Yeah, very cool. Um, where, are you, where are you building that in Wickenburg?
2: Well, you know, it's uh, up towards Congress okay. down on Buckaroo Road, Buckaroo Lane. Yep. Uh, off of Buckwheat.
0: Yep. I know where that's at. Yeah. Very. Who's your
2: builder? Uh, uh, RL, oh, gee whiz. I, I, and I should know this.
0: No, that's RL's all right. Last just,
2: name. Um, a, a guy, well, uh, uh John Samsell okay. is a team roper and he works for the builder. And it, uh, years ago, John was at my house roping and, uh, he's the builder and he was my contact person. So, uh, that's who's building the house is John Samsell Very and his cool. brother-in-law.
0: Very cool. When, when you guys expect for it to be done or.
2: Well, uh, uh, the permit processes, as you know, is just killing yeah. me. Yeah. It's been a year now, and I'm I'm just uh, I think what is days away from getting my final permit, and we're we're all ready to start. I mean, everybody's ready to go. Right. Is that county? Is that county permit that's holding me up?
0: Yeah. Are you? Are, so is that Yavapai County where you are at? Yavapai. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's Yavapai is a little different than than Wickenburg. I I don't know if you know this. It, this is kind of off the, but I, I'm a general contractor. I'm I'm actually building a bunch of homes up there right now.
2: Um, I, I did not know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're we're building homes right there in Wickenburg. We've got, well, we just finished one and uh, we've got another eight lots in Hermosa Ranch there. So, uh, but anyway, I, I know because we- wow. just, Yeah, we were just in contract on a piece of property out in Congress off of 89 there. And we, I was doing my due diligence. And anyway, we ended up just backing out of it. But I know that Yavapai is a lot different to get permits and stuff
2: than-, than uh, It's w- been a year. Wickenburg. It's been yeah. a year and I'm right there.
0: Yeah, Wickenburg, we, we we've got it in like six weeks. It's crazy.
2: So, oh my, yeah. yeah, that is that's what a difference.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so hey, so you grew up in in Whitefish, Montana? Um,
2: just right. Yeah, you know,
0: I'm trying to think where where's that in relationship to like you know Minnesota? it's in
2: northwest it's in northwest Montana. If you look at the map, uh, it's 80 miles to Idaho and 50 miles to Canada. So we're clear up in that corner. Okay. You know, when there's snow belts, uh, Whitefish is a ski resort. If you're a skier, you would know of Whitefish Big Mountain and- uh, it's a great ski resort. People come from all over. It's a it's a winter destination for skiing, but it's also a summer destination for the the lakes, the rivers, the floating, and the golf courses. Uh, Whitefishes in the Flathead Valley is famous for, of course, Flathead Lake and and then all the uh, golf courses we have here. Yeah. So it's a great vacation destination.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Now, did you grow up going to school? Did you uh, high school rodeo or? junior rodeo? You know, or...
2: you know, I went to some rodeos, some open rodeos. I never went to a high school rodeo. Mm-hmm. I went to some open rodeos and, and then, uh, you know, I roped calves and, uh, team roped and I even tried riding, uh, uh bareback horses and, and I tried riding bulls and I was never any good. My, I had a twin brother that was a great bull rider. And, uh, w- well, I even got good pictures of me bulldogging, but, uh, the only events I really, uh, I thought I excelled at was calf roping and team roping. And, you know, we still team rope up my wife and I, yeah. uh, we have an arena here and we still team rope.
0: Yeah. That's great. Um, so uh, uh, how, uh, how many, uh, how many bulls did you ever, did you get on when? Well, you then, know,
2: you I, it, you know, at the, at the rodeos and stuff, the, uh, it wasn't a lot. The last bull I got on was in Tucson, Arizona, oh. um, in the mid seventies. And I got, of course I fell off the bowl and got <laughs> hurt and ended up in a wheelchair for uh, about a week. I couldn't walk and that ended my bull riding career.
0: Right there. Now, now the calf roping, that's another uh, super, super cool sport. Something that I always wanted to do. I I, I never, never did it, but I've always loved that sport. How, how long did you do that for?
2: Well, you know, I'm old enough to where uh, in Montana, we didn't team rope. Uh, there were calf ropers uh, years ago when I started and there was a team roping was kind of getting started but not really and right. uh you know if you wanted to rope you were a calf roper my father was a calf roper there i i never saw a team roping when i was a kid uh, we'd go to rodeos and different things and uh that it was all ca- about roping calves and yeah. yeah i can remember traveling with my father as a as a young boy and going to rodeos and driving all over and uh, spending the weekend there but so uh team roping my first uh, team roping it, it was uh, in fact a uh, I was at a rodeo in, in Arizona and they had team tying, which again, I'd never seen. And yeah. it was a pretty cool event. And I, I never got an opportunity to do that, but you know, we started team roping after that in the late seventies.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Um, you know, I, I've always said that like calf ropers, just, they, they just look like knights riding into the arena. You know, they got, you got all the, you know, your jerk line and all these different, you got your pig and string, you got all this gear on, you know, and, and,
2: yeah, and then yeah. The it, fact-
0: The fact you're roping that calf and, you know, and jumping off the horse and running, I mean, it's a super athletic event as well.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they're pretty, you know, the calf ropers are pretty cowboys, uh, you know, unlike the, the steer wrestlers (laughs) and, you know, the big dirt, they're they're always dirty and stuff. And (laughs) there'll be 25 of them in a pickup getting somewhere where a calf roper he's got the convertible and the nice horse trailer and this is on down the road.
0: Yeah. That's kind of the difference. Yeah, exactly. He, he he jumps off and ropes and flanks that calf in, in a white superstar shirt and gets back on. There's no dirt on it.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 You're you're always look yeah. good.
0: Yeah. That's great. So, hey, um, I I know, uh, you know, that you are uh, a saddle maker, uh, you know, and do leather work. When did when did you start doing that?
2: Well, you know, uh, I I worked on a guest ranch in uh, Arizona, a, a real famous uh, tank of Rudy guest ranch in Arizona. And, We had 125 horses and there were six wranglers and the head wrangler um, was doing the repair work on the saddles and he kind of passed it off and showed me how to you know repair the saddles and keep in good shape we were always breaking something so that's kind of where i got my start on uh building saddles it was repairing everything that was broken and then years ago when i opened a western store back in montana uh there was a saddle maker named earl twist who I hired him to teach me how to build saddles. And I went to his shop every day for a month and and built a saddle and I liked it so much. I had opportunity to buy a complete shop. And so I did that and and opened my own uh, saddle shop and Earl came to work for me and he was with me for 12 years. And another real good saddle maker, uh, one of our Montana famous saddle makers, Jim Lathrop. Uh, he worked with us for a couple of years. And so I had the great experience in my uh, learning as I get, was able to travel to other uh, saddle makers, other saddle shops. And it was always a treat to go to Kings and Sheridan and right. um, met, met all kinds of great saddle makers and was able to walk in and, and see what they're doing and how they're doing it and what they're using for tools. And at the time I started in the, oh, the mid-70s, you couldn't find tools. You had to wait for a saddle maker to uh, pass away and his family would sell the tools if they weren't interested. So the tools were a real problem. Um, I got real lucky and bought a full shop, but you know, as we go on, uh, years later, it's, it's easy to find tools and everybody makes good, uh, make, uh, tools now. right? So that, that's not, that's not a problem. Um, but it, it really was when I, when I started, you, you just couldn't get the tools to build saddles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So and, and the other thing that I found super interesting is you, um, this was, I think it was two years ago, maybe. Uh, you'd entered the saddle making contest or I, I, I don't know if you call right. it a con- contest, but I guess yeah, it was. It's a contest. Yes. contest yeah. yeah. Um, you can tell us what it's called, but, but you won first place in that.
2: Correct. Right. Right. Yeah. it's a contest held in Sheridan, uh, uh, Wyoming every year and it's been going on for 20 plus years and lots of real famous, uh, saddle makers have, have won the contest like uh, John King and Don Butler and Keith Seidel and, um, it's just a it was a great opportunity, and I'd I'd always been in the in the winter time. I'd been in Wickenburg, Arizona, so I couldn't make a saddle for the May show. Right, and uh, two years ago, I I stayed home uh, uh and got an ch- opportunity to make a saddle, and I made a saddle for my wife and entered it in the contest. And it was the the full tool, the the, the carved uh, saddle part of the contest, and I happened to win the contest, and it was a. It was a really rewarding, uh, a great opportunity, but just rewarding for me to win that contest That something that i have been going to for 20 years and looking and studying and always hope to uh, have something in it. And I, I uh, happened to win the contest.
0: Yeah. And, and then, uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to disclose it, but I know that you sold that saddle, correct?
2: Well, yeah, I sold it twice. I, oh, I made yeah. it for my wife. I, yeah, I made it for my wife and on the way home, I stopped at the, uh, a good friend, uh, you know Carl Tyler, that has a car dealership in Montana, and mm-hmm. and he really liked the saddle, and so you know he he bought the saddle, and he said, uh, "I know the saddle is worth quite a bit more than than what I'm paying for it." He says, "Once you take it home and try to sell it to uh, to somebody for more money, I mean that's the way Carl is." And right. so right. the next day, I sold the saddle for uh, quite a bit of money, and called Taro that uh, I owned him a saddle. So that was a great opportunity. I sold it to a collector and that's where it needs to go. That that particular saddle is one that I, I spent a lot of time on and yeah. I'm very proud of it. And it went into a, a private collection. Yeah. Very so cool. That, that, yeah. That was, that was, again, that was another a good thing for me.
0: Yeah. Well, and what's, what's the name of that, of that contest? They hold it every year now is.
2: Yeah. It's the Sheridan leather show, the, uh, uh, in Sheridan, Wyoming. Okay um leather crafters put it on and just it's called the 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 leather show in sheridan wyoming gotcha very cool it's always in may oh it is part of may yeah
0: yeah and are you supposed to build that saddle like the year prior coming up yeah no it
2: has to be the same year you can't build it the year prior so that was always my my problem it had to be built in that calendar year yeah
0: gotcha yeah very cool so uh how's your weather back there right now
2: Oh, it's terrible. Uh, You know, for about three weeks, it's been really cold and snowy, and um, it's warmed up a little bit. It warmed up to 32 degrees yesterday, which is, you know, really pleasant because we're uh, above zero. But there's, uh, in my pastures, there's a foot and a half, maybe pushing uh, two feet of snow on the ground, and it's cold and wintry, and the sun doesn't shine, and it's a good place uh, to be away from uh, this time of year.
0: Yeah. Well, when you, when your place is done down here in Wickenburg, you're going to, you're going to have a good, uh, getaway from that.
2: Yeah. 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 You know what uh, I'm looking forward to uh, spending my winters in Wickenburg. Yes. Yeah.
0: Are, are you, are you going to put arena in your place there or are there, are there, you no- know,
2: we, we are, it's kind of foolish, but you know, every yeah. neighbor on that, on that road has an arena. And yeah. I guess we'll be one of those guys. Um, <laughs> we'll have an arena. Yeah. Yes.
0: Very cool. Uh, so, Hey, I, um, what number are you, by the way, roping?
2: Well, you know, my last uh, uh, card is, is a five, a U.S. five. But I, but I'm a lot older, and I've had uh, two uh, uh, surgeries on my shoulders since then. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I like to be a just a, a real smooth two is where I think I should <laughs> be. But uh, the last card I bought, I'm still a five.
0: Yeah. Now you you had surgery on your shoulder. Did you have surgery on your knee? I think you were saying you were gonna you
2: know i i recently well in july i had a complete knee replacement and uh you know the only thing that i wished i i wished i would have done it sooner i waited till i couldn't walk and it was in so much pain that it was crazy um but i got a full knee replacement and it and it turned out really really good i i'm just i'm delighted it's changed my life Uh, i can get on my horse i can ride my horse you know i got to the point dan where when, when i came around the corner healing i i didn't put any weight on my right foot and i would just fall off my horse because i had no strength yeah. it was crazy so it was a you know instead of swinging my rope i'm hanging on to the saddle horn going around the corner it just doesn't work right now it's 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 brand new and it's terrific and uh, i couldn't be happier
0: yeah because I, I remember when when i met you up there at nrs I, I know that you you hadn't had it done yet and we talked about it a little bit and you know, I had a good friend that was an orthopedic surgeon and um, I was considering going to become an orthopedic surgeon when I was a chiropractor. And I, so I went to surgery with him for a while and and then did some uh, rounds with him, following with the post-surgical stuff. And I remember people, they'd get that surgery and they'd be up walking like two days. And
2: well, yeah. Phenomenal. yeah, I was, I went in the hospital, I went in the hospital at six in the morning was at my house at two o'clock and at three o'clock I was outside walking.
0: Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that amazing?
2: A full knee replacement. Yeah. Yeah. So it it really is amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. That's great. Um, I I always, I always ask everybody three questions. Uh, and the first one's going to be, uh, really silly, but, uh, your favorite brand of cowboy hat.
2: Well, of course it's American hat.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. You got a favorite brand of boots.
2: You know, um, I like Stetson boots and I like Rios Mercedes boots and I like Finale boots. I mean, it depends on, I have such a hard foot to, to fit. It's whatever I can get that fits. And uh, so I, I've got three boots that I wear. Yeah. Uh, what are you narrow or wide? I'm really wide. I, in fact, I'm a four E it's kind of a, Ooh, man, a yeah, pretty that's... rare. Yeah. I'm, I'm 11 four E.
0: Yeah. That is, that is a tough one to fit. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of tough too. Cause I'm a, I'm a B I'm a, I'm a 10 B with, which is, which is narrow, pretty narrow, yeah, Honestly, yes, is yes. An A, but yeah, but it's, yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting when, uh, you know, when you go, to, when you go to get boots, uh, you, you know, I don't just buy them right off the shelf all the time. I mean, I, I have bought some Rios yeah. off the shelf and I got a pair of Rios Mercedes that I love right now that just fit like a glove. Matter of fact, it was the, the, the NRS capital, uh, collection, but, uh, the buffalo calf but um yeah they gotta they gotta be the right size for me too
2: oh yeah oh yeah yeah your boots can't uh you know there's no such thing as putting them on and breaking them in that the old see well you know you gotta break them in they're gonna hurt yeah. a little bit with yeah. that's that's wrong that you know <laughs> right. put them on and they better feel good yes you know, there is no breaking in on a, on a pair of boots anymore
0: yeah absolutely so hey how, how many horses do you have now do you got
2: uh right Right now I'm feeding six horses this winter. You know, we, we've, we've been as high as 22 and oh I think two, would, I think two would be a good number for me, but uh, I've got six horses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll that keep you busy. That's for sure. Hey, the other question too, I have is um, favorite, favorite cowboy movie.
2: Oh, it's gotta be, uh, uh, anything with John Wayne, you know, the Cowboys with, uh, yeah. when Clay Cooper was a little kid, I yeah. I, I watched that a lot. Yeah. Not, not, I watched a lot of uh, John Wayne reruns.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: I think, you know, the, the thing uh, with, uh, with today, the, the Yellowstone uh, TV series is I think phenomenal. It, uh, it's almost, uh, uh the true ranch real life, but it's it, with the TV, it's, it, it's exciting. And it it really is a a good show to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great how, you know, the, you, you see with Yellowstone and then with the 1883 and just all the other things that we see in in the culture. Now there's, there's a lot of Western influence in the culture that's, you know, kind of bled over into uh, just pop culture as well. And, uh, you know, they say, you know, any, any, um, what is it? Any publicity is good publicity. So it's like, you know, you see other people wearing cowboy hats and stuff. Uh, they may not, right. you, you know, may not be rodeo guys or live on a ranch, but it's, it's just, it's good for the, for the cowboy iconic image, I guess, and just our, uh, you know, our culture.
2: Right. Well, you know, the cowboy hat's the most recognized symbol in the world. Everybody that sees a cowboy hat, they know it's the cowboy hat. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's fun to wear one, even if you're not a cowboy and, Uh, You know, every every time in in the history of uh, Western retail, if there's a good Western movie, it sells product. And uh, certainly Yellowstone and uh, 1883 have have really helped promote the sales of uh, Western gear, including hats.
0: Yeah. 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 And and the thing is, too, is is just I mean, there's always been, you know, Western fashion. But I think even more so today, you know, I think fashion is 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 it's just a huge part of it you know uh and there's a lot of different styles in 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 the western world but uh i it's it's a great thing for our culture uh, you know and, and uh because the one of the big things behind all of it is to help promote the the ranching you know and agricultural lifestyle and then rodeo supporting rodeo uh, against you know the people that don't feel like we should you know right. be do doing yeah. the things that that we like to do but um I think the Pbr has been a huge influence in that as well, you know, with what they've done, Exactly. you know, yeah. um, in the now, event. in go ahead.
2: Well, the thing about a cowboy hat, not only is it good looking and, and you look good when you're wearing it, it's practical, you yes. know, it keeps the sun off you. It keeps you warmer. Uh, it keeps you dry. There's, there's good reasons to wear a cowboy hat, even if you're not a cowboy, absolutely. It's, a, it's a practical item.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember I had uh, John Growney on, on the podcast and and, and he told me, he goes, yeah, we were talking about kind of the same thing. He said, yeah, when, when he's, he's been over in, uh, you know, uh, Japan or whatever, he goes and and they just look and smile and go American cowboy and point at you, you know, he's and and they love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So
2: yeah, it's a world. I I took my, I I took my wife to London and, and I always wore a, a, of course, a sports coat and a necktie, but I, I never took my hat off. And I, I would be in the street and people would walk up and want my autograph and they'd say, are, are you a movie star? Or are you a singer? And I, you know, I'm a little hard of hearing and couldn't understand, but I signed a lot of autographs <laughs> knowing that uh, I wasn't a star or a singer, but they all wanted my autograph. Uh, yeah, well, it, it was a, a big deal to wear a, hat in, a cowboy hat in London.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it could be, I I don't know. I think, I think we had a, uh, a- reach out to Taylor Sheridan and, and, and get you a, a guest spot on Yellowstone. I, I, th- I, th- I think, I think, I think you'd be good on it. You got, you got a great look and you got a great voice for it too. So uh, maybe. Uh, we'll thank just, you for maybe, that. Yeah. yeah we'll, maybe, of course. Yeah. Maybe we'll try to, to, uh, you know, I'll try to represent your something as your agent. Well, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you got it. Yeah.
2: You, you are my agent. Yes. Yeah. With,
0: with all my influence. <laughs> oh, too funny. So uh, are you guys uh, coming down to Wickenburg uh, this winter? You know, all? we
2: are, we were down there, we were down there uh, in November, and then, of course, we went over to the uh, finals to to work at the Stetson Roper booth at Cowboy Christmas, and uh-huh. went back, and my grandkids were supposed to come to Wickenburg for Christmas, and uh, they got their schedules a little bit sideways, and so we came home to Montana so I could be with the grandkids at Christmas. Uh, Tracy's in in Dallas right now at a market, and she'll be in Billings at the end of the month, and then we'll be back in Wickenburg for the rest of the winter.
0: Oh, okay, great. So
2: I'll be back down there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, when you're down, we'll, we'll have to connect up and go have dinner.
2: Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah that'd be, yeah. that'd be great.
0: Yeah. I'd love to. And, and uh, I'd love to come out there and, and see your place you build too. And, and uh, sure. yeah, that'd, that'd be awesome. Um, well, Lee, man, Hey, it's been, it's been great catching up with you. I, I don't think, uh, I don't think we, we, we've, we've talked since, I mean, maybe message a few times, but gosh, was, I think that was 2019. When,
2: when well yeah you know the i guess the last time we, we got together was uh you were in the store uh yes yeah when, when i saw you and i i haven't run into you since
0: yeah yeah so and that seems like it was just yesterday and it's already too it, it, it does
2: it, it, it really does yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. And, and and it's been a while because you got a brand new knee <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah yeah it's it's all good
0: yeah absolutely well Lee, hey man i appreciate you taking the time and uh you know, coming on the podcast, really enjoyed talking with you. And I look forward to seeing you when you, when you guys are down here.
2: Great. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. And uh, likewise, uh, I, I will contact you and we'll, we'll go to dinner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and also, you know, you, I know you're going to, you're going to send me a few pictures, but send uh, you know, for the website and for social media and stuff sure. for, this ep- for this episode, but uh, be sure and send me some of, of that saddle you built too. I want, I'd like to post some of those as well.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, great yeah well thanks again lee i really appreciate it and then uh, uh we'll talk soon
2: thank you thank you very thank you. much you bet see you dan bye-bye every friday afternoon i hitch up the trailer
1: saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler i'd drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and bend We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick Although we're all the same The minute we ride in to the rope and pin can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies. Kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems. Yeah, we're gonna solve down at the rope and pin. Yeah, we don't do it for the money. You yeah, were always broke. Just ask Clint what he paid a rope. Now he's lost a dozen wives and half the fingers on his hands to the rope and pen. And it takes a little skill and a little luck. If you can talk smack, you can back it up. Oh, but we're all friends. No matter who wins, down at the rope and pay. Well I ain't no player's speed, But I'd give her hell, hey you never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're going to solve them down at the Roping Pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the Roping Pen. Down at the Roping Pen.